0: You're listening to The Itch, a podcast exploring all things allergy, asthma, and immunology. I'm your co-host, Courtney, a real-life allergy, asthma, and eczema girl. And I'm your second
1: host, Dr. Payal Gupta, a board-certified allergy, asthma, and immunology doctor. Courtney and I hope to balance each other out so that we get you all the information that you want and
0: need about allergies, asthma, and immunology. Hello everyone. Today we are bringing you a mini episode. After we finished recording our episode on biologics, I was left with the question, can you travel while on biologics? And I was curious. So I asked Dr. G and we thought we would jump on and answer that question. So Dr. G, can you travel while on biologics or can you only travel between doses?
2: No, you can definitely travel while on biologics
0: and really on any medication
2: that you're taking at home, you should be able to travel and live a normal lifestyle. And that's really what the great thing is about having medications that you can administer to yourself at home is that you should be able to continue to do all of the things that you enjoy while taking your medications.
0: That's good to know because biologics are supposed to increase your quality of life really at the end of the day and if it increases your quality of everyday life but takes away the ability to travel say it wouldn't be so great. So let's dive into it. Um, I'm guessing that you can only travel with biologics that you can inject yourself because we did talk about biologics with IV but maybe we can talk about that after but for me I'm thinking the first thing is like we said getting comfortable with injecting a needle into your own self. So is that the first hurdle of, am I comfortable with injecting a needle? Therefore I can travel. Is that what you see, Dr. G?
2: Yeah, that's a really good point. Um, If you've just been started on any new medication, especially an injectable medication, then you may want to wait a little while to travel to make sure, for example, that you don't have any side effects or any issues with administering the new medication. So with biologics, as we mentioned, they are injectable medications. So we really do wanna learn how to inject and be comfortable with that. And that can be a hurdle for some people, but it is a skill that you can practice and develop and make better. So your doctor or a nurse within the office can teach you how to inject your medication safely and effectively. And there's also a lot of videos that are provided online to help people troubleshoot some of the common issues that they have. But if you're still not comfortable injecting yourself, you can always ask a friend or a family member to help you. You can also hire a nurse to come to your home to inject your medication. But at that point, I really think it would just be best to have your allergist inject the medication and do an office administration if you're really not feeling comfortable because uh, most insurance companies wouldn't pay for somebody to come into your home to inject these medications.
0: Okay. So it sounds to me like if you want to travel, you might need to get comfortable injecting these medications because, adding one more step of finding a nurse to do it for you in a different country maybe isn't the best way to spend half a day. (laughs) So what about, as I mentioned, biologics that are administered by IV? Is that even possible to do internationally, say? Oh, well, I mean, let's first talk about
2: just general travel and then international travel is a whole separate kind of topic, I think. But yes, I mean... So if you want to travel to somewhere else in your home and you're on something that's an IV-administered medication, you are going to have to think about some logistics. Like you're going to need to find a doctor or clinic that can provide you that treatment. You would also likely need to either bring the medication with you or have it delivered to the new clinic or location. So yeah, I think that that's definitely doable, but obviously would pose some more logistical steps that you'd have to take care of. And then again, international travel is a whole nother ball game because it's not the same system. So you can't just transfer to a different clinic within the state.
0: Okay, maybe we can get back to that in a second. But before you even think of like, getting in your car, going on a road trip or jumping on a plane, Do patients or should patients get the green light from their doctor to travel?
2: No. So you don't necessarily need to get a green light from your doctor to travel. If you're on any medication that is administered at home, your doctor doesn't need to approve travel as long as you feel comfortable traveling with the medication and giving it to yourself. So really, we expect that once we prescribe an at-home medication that you're really living life the way that you want to live. And that can include travel for work, for pleasure, you know, unfortunately for emergency. So really, you need to be able to live your life how you normally would live it.
0: Okay, great. I mean, that's all sounding very positive. Right. And I think you've covered the basics, but what else should a patient consider when thinking about traveling?
2: Yeah, something that people don't always think about is making sure that they have enough medication for the entire trip. So I think that's one of the most important things to consider and also to give yourself enough time to make sure that you have it. So I have a lot of patients who contact me last minute before going on a considerably long trip, and they want to see if they can get more medication to cover them for that trip. But really, it can be hard to get insurance approval to get that medication in advance. So sometimes uh, we actually might have to find a pharmacy at the destination point that you're going to where the doctor can kind of have your prescription delivered there or sent there instead of your normal pharmacy. So you can pick it up there when you run out or when you're going to run out. So it's a good idea also to bring an extra day or even weeks worth of medication. So you know if you have any delays or if your trip gets extended for any reason, that you're not worried about not having enough medication. Uh, And so you'll also need to make sure that you're packing your medication in a way that will keep it safe and at the correct temperature, especially for things like biologics and medications that need to be refrigerated. So that may mean using a cooler or an insulated medication travel bag to make sure that it stays at the right temperature
0: okay do you know if there's a special like a medical grade cooler that patients can use because i'm thinking if you're going on a road trip if you're going to a hotter climate if you're going for a very long trip like you've got a couple of transfers on the plane just what is the best way to pack that medication because like you said some need to be at a cooler temperature yeah,
2: I mean, I'm not an expert in this, so I'm not really sure if there's there's not any particular bag that I recommend. I'm sure that there are different things that are made specifically for travel with medication, but I just recommend things that people might have at home, like an insulated lunchbox, um, could work for something like this. And you put some ice packs in there, and then that should be. Sustainable sufficient. It doesn't need to be at a, you know, specific, very calculated temperature. It just needs to not get too hot or too cold for that matter. So you just want to make sure that it's generally at the temperature that your refrigerator would be. But again, you know, I don't want people to be sticking thermometers in there and like mm-hmm. being like being like super kind of paranoid that they have to keep it at a very specific temperature. It's just cool. And most of these medications, if they sit out for two to three hours, they're fine. We just don't want them to get overheated, really.
0: Okay. I think that um, at the beginning of the COVID pandemic, there was all of that talk about keeping the vaccines at a certain temperature. So in my mind, I'm just thinking, oh my gosh, we have to keep it super, super, super cold. And that was like the big problem we had here originally. It sounds to me like you also have to have some considerations if you are traveling with your medication regarding where you're going to be staying. So probably you want to be looking at a hotel room or a rental apartment that has a refrigerator. Is that correct?
2: Yeah. Once you get the medication safely to your destination, then you're going to want to make sure that you have a refrigerator to store it in while you're there. Absolutely.
0: And traveling with medication and syringes are okay? Yeah, you should always make sure that you keep
2: any labeling that shows that the medication is for you on the medication. So airports are really used to people bringing medications on board, but they need to be properly labeled. Things like syringes that can be packed in maybe a checked luggage might make travel easier so that if you're going through security, there's no issues with sharps being on board. However, you may also want to keep it on your carry-on luggage because sometimes checked-in luggage can get delayed or lost. So I also don't want people to, you know, have issues with not having their syringes and not having everything for their medication if uh, luggage gets lost or delayed for extended periods of time. So, you know, most people do say keeping it on with you at all times and all the components is probably the easiest. And I, again, I do believe that security checkpoints and things are used to people bringing all sorts of medications through that checkpoint.
0: So I talked about international travel earlier, and I'm just wondering do you know if that presents any problems for people traveling with biologic medications? Yeah, you'll
2: need to check with the embassy or consulate of each country you're visiting to see if there's any restrictions and bringing certain medications into the country. Some countries do want you to have special um, maybe permits or a letter that specifically states that you're allowed to bring that medication in. I haven't heard anything in particular about biologics, but the U.S. Embassy website, um, which we'll link to for this episode, is a good place to start. You can actually do a quick search on the search bar for the country that you're traveling to and then see if there are any medication restrictions. And another good place to check is your airline's website to make sure that they don't have any restrictions with Traveling with medications.
0: Yeah, I know that for a while I also traveled with a doctor's note because I was really paranoid they would confiscate my epinephrine auto injectors. And I've traveled enough to know that they're not going to. They've seen their fair share of them, so they know what it is. But um, do you think that having a doctor's note would also be beneficial? Yeah, so there's really no harm in having a letter from your doctor stating that you need to travel with your medication. And I think your point
2: about traveling with epinephrine is really important because that's basically what a biologic, what all of these biologic medications look like. It is an auto-injector, just like the epinephrine devices. And so you really shouldn't encounter any issues because of that auto-injector being a common thing that airports see. But having a letter also just makes you have another safeguard, and it gives you the opportunity to talk to your doctor about your travels and address any questions that you might have.
0: Super. Well, I feel like most of the questions would have been answered by now, but is there anything else that we should consider? Yeah, I just want to highlight some important quick
2: points that you know. make sure that you have everything that you need for the medication that you're on. So any kind of alcohol wipes or syringes, needles, uh, sharps container, or just thinking about that, like how are you gonna store it? You know, you can use a bottle, like a water bottle to do things like that. But just think about all of those things that you normally have at home that you might not think about. So just, you know, go through all of those components and just make sure that you have everything that you need so that you're not stressed when you get to, you know, your vacation destination. And then if you're traveling to a country again with maybe a different language, be sure to have a copy of your medication information maybe translated into the local language so you can just use things like Google translate to do that, but that could make it easier too. Maybe if your doctor writes the letter, you could have them translate it for you in Google Translate. If you're worried about that, that might be helpful. Uh, And then if you have any questions or concerns about traveling with your medication uh, and you want to talk to your doctor, definitely schedule an appointment, an actual appointment to talk to your doctor about your travel plans and about any questions that you have, just so you can really get that one-on-one time to answer any questions and get any letters that you feel like you need and just make sure that you're thinking about everything that you need to.
0: Super. Thank you so much, Dr. G, for shedding more light on traveling with biologics. If you are thinking, okay, that was an interesting episode, but actually I don't really know what a biologic is, check out episode 56. We do a deep dive into all things biologics and asthma. Again, thank you for listening. And if you have any questions, and maybe we'll do a deep dive for you, hit us up on Instagram. Thank you for
1: listening to today's episode. Remember that all information you hear today is for informational purposes only and are not intended to serve as a substitute for the consultation, diagnosis, and or medical treatment of a qualified physician or healthcare provider. And also, don't forget to subscribe to our podcast. And if you have a second, help spread the word by rating our podcast and sharing with your friends and family who might also be interested in learning more about allergies, asthma, and immunology. You can always stay up to date by checking out our Instagram, The Itch Podcast, where you can leave questions you are itching to know, or check out our website, which is www itchpodcast.com, which contains more information about the subjects we covered in today's episode and every episode. Until next time, have a fabulous week.